0: Welcome to Catalyst Podcast. Catalyst is an inclusive podcast that prioritizes Black Indigenous healing while combating socialized mindsets. Within the space of decolonizing and deconstructing, Catalyst taps in ancestrally, intuitively, and with a community-based approach in order to disrupt oppressive paradigms. I'm Nike Orea, a creative consultant and an ancestral disruptor, and I help others create safer healing spaces that are inclusive and reduce harm, especially for Black and Indigenous women plus and fans. Welcome to the space. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to Catalyst Podcast. I'm your host, Nike If you're new to this podcast, I'm so happy to welcome you to the sacred space where we really dive into being intentional, doing self-actualization work, doing self-awareness work, leaning into healing, exploring various topics and ideas, some a little woo-woo, some more grounded. But really, this is just a space that honors and protects Indigenous and Black femme healing as well as embraces the learning um, of everybody. So really, really excited that you're in this space. If you're new, new in this space or you've been here for a little while, I'm just so grateful for your intersection with me. Um, today's topic is something that has been on my mind for a really long, Long time because I think it's really hard to balance this, especially in the world that we're living, and that is rest. And I have had the call to rest for so long, and there's like moments of rest that I give to myself. But I've just noticed like I have so much anxiety around rest, and the thing is, I love indulging in rest. I will oftentimes put my rest ahead of everything else. But again, it's just like these small bouts. It's not that my rest is necessarily consistent. And so anyway, we'll kind of like navigate this topic um, more in depth. But before we do so, I just want to remind y'all that the Ancestor Healing Retreat um, is coming up in March, but it's now open for enrollment. We already have one person who signed up. I'm so excited. Um, but basically, the retreat is going to focus on indulgence, especially in rest and restitution, restitution, and restore, and restore to. <laughs> I'm so sorry i'm so tired and i think restitution is what i meant to say but then the scene from rupaul's drag race popped into my head or like from some reality tv show so sorry but restitution even um yes reparations um everything with the raw <laughs> is what we're tapping into when it comes to this ancestor healing retreat the last retreat was just really carving out the space for black and indigenous femme healing um and focusing and creating a space because in a lot of healing spaces or just spiritual and religious spaces that isn't that that healing isn't prioritized And so with this retreat, with that being such a great foundation now is like really indulging in rest and and, in just being your authentic self, your genuine self, without having to worry about being put together all the time um, and really just doing the things our ancestors couldn't, whether it wasn't if whether there was it was because there was a barrier or because they weren't allowed or like they didn't have the privilege to do so. So anyway, the retreat is really focusing on that. And if you're interested, please check out the link in the show notes to get more information. But because I've been planning and curating the experience, I've been thinking a lot about retreat and rest and just like focusing on that ancestral connection because I think a lot of times we don't think about how our ancestors were or were not able to rest and how it um, really plays a part in how we see rest for ourselves because the way that we think about rest and retreating Um, is very much based on our own lived experiences, but also generationally what we were raised with and the ideas and the thoughts and feelings that we were raised when it comes to things like this. So um, let's completely tap into the topic now. So when I think of rest, I think of stillness and I think of almost solitude as well. And I think it's because we've kind of been conditioned to think of rest as solitude. You don't really see many people resting together. It's usually like, okay, this is a time that you can rest. So I'll take up the load. And then when it's my turn to rest, your take on the load. Um, like that's my own perception of rest. Right. Um, because it feels like there's in the the world that we live in, it feels like there's always something that needs to be going on. So if everyone's resting at the same time, then like, who's going to take care of the capitalistic nature of our society right now, especially in the U S. Um, but I've been really trying to Okay. I mentioned earlier that I sometimes have anxiety around rest. Like an example is sometimes I'll have a weekend, um, Saturday, Sunday, I'll have a weekend off and I'll want to fill up the time with things that I feel like I need to do or things that will make my week easier. So like an example is doing my grocery shopping and doing laundry and um, maybe mopping my floors, like that's going to make the incoming, the upcoming week easier for me because I'll have clean clothes for the week. I'll have my lunches planned and prepped for the week and I'll have like a nice clean space for the week. So um, I'll want to fit these really important kind of aspects of self-care um, into my weekend And then I'll have an anxiety about, well, when when am I gonna have time to just rest and not have to think about all these responsibilities that I'll have to do and I can just like kind of zone out and do whatever and not like sleep in and not worry about doing this at this certain time. And it just gets super complicated because I'm like, well, I don't want to go to the grocery store at three because everyone's going to be at the grocery store at three. So I need to make sure to get up early at this time. So like, I'm not going where there's so many people or then I don't want to do my laundry so late because laundry can take a really long time and it can take like a chunk of time up, especially I go to the laundromat. So that's what my reasoning is. So I want to wake up early enough to do this, but then like, if I have to wake up early enough to do all these things and at times I feel like less stressful, that I won't be able to sleep in and throughout all this like when I'm going to have time for journaling and then when I'm going to have time to go to the gym and like my friends want to meet for drinks so it's just like it's like I want to fill up the time with the things that are self-care without really prioritizing My rest which is also a part of self-care and so I've been trying to figure out a balance um, that hasn't really been working for the last past month and a half. Um, But I say all that to say and explain that I think it's because I've been just thinking about what rest means um especially to me and for myself what it means and what it actually is because to me rest is like okay I get to sleep in and I get to just lay lay in bed and zone out (laughs) like I don't have to think about responsibilities right in that moment but is that truly what rest is do I just feel like that's a rest because I work essentially a nine to five really it's an eight to three but is it is, is that what I just think? Because I work so much throughout the week and um, it's like a, a constant cycle that that's the only way I interpret my rest is like doing nothing. But that's not necessarily what rest is, right? Like what's the definition of rest? Let's, let's Google it really quickly. <laughs> rest to to cease from action or motion, to refrain refrain from labor or exertion, to be free from anxiety and disturbance. And see, I think that's what it is. I don't feel fully rested because even the moments that I may have rest, like the examples I gave with my weekend, I'm still having some anxiety or I'm still having a little bit of disturbance. And so am I truly allowing myself to rest? No. And this is like something that, has came up like either in therapy or when I've been doing like ancestral work and generational healing and things like that for the last couple months. Like this has been really coming up for me. Um, And like, kind of like what I mentioned with the ancestor healing retreat, um, this last one, there, there was no rest, especially for me. It was a lot of like, We need to do this healing right now and then. And then there was a lot of moments, like, if y'all didn't know, like, my chef canceled, so I had to figure that out. And then, like, we had a flat tire, so we had to figure that out. And, like, there were just, like, moments where it wasn't free of complete stress. And there were amazing moments in healing and connection and community. And I wouldn't have changed anything that happened one little bit. But when I was really considering, okay, I wanna do another retreat. What do I really wanna focus on? Instantly, rest came to the forefront. And it's just like thinking about the way that we're doing things differently Um, and outside the socializations that we have been conditioned to think about certain things. So I'm really trying to navigate what does rest mean to me? and how does it fit in my current reality in my current life and my current circumstances and what do I what responsibility do I have to take on in order to make sure that that rest is productive and is actually helpful to me and it's not like me going through the motions to say that I did this one thing it's kind of like I think self-care connects to this as well like we have an idea of self-care and like kind of like how the media has um, painted self-care because self-care and beauty and like wellness is such a huge industry and it makes many people so much money so like when we first think of self-care a lot of people think of like you're lighting a candle and you're doing like a nice face mask and you're like in the bathtub and you're reading a little book and you have a little glass of wine like people like that has been painted the picture of self-care but is that because we just are conditioned to think of that as self-care because you're like who's making money from the face mask who's making money from the wine who's making money from the candle that you're lighting like all these things that It's like we have to engage in, in order to um, be the image. When really, when I get down to it, what is self care to me? Self care to me is being able to connect with my plants and water them and take care of them. And then sitting down and journaling and connecting with myself and then doing a little leaf ritual like that to me is self-care because I'm centering myself I'm relaxing I'm connecting with something outside of myself I'm giving time to process but that's not necessarily the picture of self-care when we think about it and what we're programmed to think about and so I really feel like it's the same thing with rest that I'm figuring out like what has society told me about rest and what has What have I grew up seeing to be to determine as rest? And what do I actually think rest is to me? Because clearly what I've been thinking to be rest isn't actually helping me. I'm not restful. (laughs) I'm not. I'm tired. I'm drained. And like, there's a lot of things that contribute to that. However, the methods of rest that I'm using right now are not helping and I'm learning how to rest because my ancestors couldn't necessarily rest. And so that's why I think it's really important for me to kind of figure it out for myself and like go through different things that I can do in order to kind of come to um, an ideal picture of rest. And that might change and be different all the time like this weekend was really nice for me because I didn't have a complete plan about like what I was gonna do. And granted, I don't have work this uh, next week. So I have a little bit more flexibility, but I could really just do whatever with my Saturdays, my Saturday and Sunday. There was no quick pressure of like, oh, I need to get this done and this done and this done, which is a part of my self-care, right? Like I need to do my laundry, I need to do the dishes, I need to do this. It's a part of my self-care. There was no pressure like that because I have more time and flexibility. So what I ended up doing was actually on Saturday, did nothing. Um, Did I do something? I can't even remember what I did, but I do remember a biggest part of it was like I laid in my bed until 4 p.m. and I just did whatever. And then I actually decided to go to my friends, um, which is an hour and a half and away. So I drove there. I had a really great time with friends that normally I wouldn't do that because normally I would have work on Monday and it's just like I don't have time to drive an hour and a half, even though it means connecting with a group of friends that really genuinely make me feel good and appreciated and seen. And then I was able to come back this morning, drive in, and I was able to go to a really nice bakery that I liked. And then I was able to come back, just lounge around. Then I was able to go to the gym. And then I went to Home Goods and Target. And then I came back and I made some tea. And now I'm doing this podcast. And I feel really good right now. <laughs> I feel really connected with myself. And I feel really like, um, I was able to, to give myself what it needed during the times it needed it, which I feel like we are often restricted in doing that. Like, yeah. So it gets me thinking, you know, driving an hour and a half, you usually think of that, In total, that's three hours. Usually, think of that as like, that's like a really draining thing. But it went by so quick because my end result of doing that was feeling really connected and seen. By a genuine group of people who I know really care for me and being able to exchange stories and give each other affirmations and share our vulnerable thoughts and things like that. And that was so restful for me because I didn't have to be alone with my thoughts and my overthinking and just for the sake of being a home so the next day I could grocery shop at 8 a.m. Like do y'all know what I'm talking about? I feel like this podcast is really all over the place because I, I'm trying to navigate the thing about rest and really I just am opening this up as a conversation to reconnect with myself when it comes to this topic and also just to share with y'all and just see whatever comes up um as I'm navigating this. But um just to connect back to the piece of I'm resting because my ancestors didn't have a chance to, I think that's why there's so much trouble that I have with rest. Um, And I think it's definitely like a generational wound or not miss, maybe not even necessarily a wound, but a generational thing to kind of navigate that I think a lot of people can relate to, because it's, it's, it's not only that it's like, oh, this is passed down generation by generation, but like there's things within our society that make it that rest isn't prioritized, like capitalism, huge part of it, right? Like if a lot of people are resting, then capitalism doesn't work as well as people want it to um colonialism right if you have ancestors who were enslaved or indentured if you have ancestors who were forced to assimilate to work culture um even though like maybe their own um ancient communities didn't do that typical work like there's just so much that plays into it but um I think something to really note too is that there's always a trade-off. So even if you choose not to rest um, or you choose not to be restful, then you are, maybe you feel like you're gaining something but you're also losing something. If you're pushing yourself in one area, other areas will be affected. So, And we also have to think about the long run, too. Like, I think in the short run, we think about rest. So flippantly, we're like, oh, I only slept five hours last night. It's fine. It's cool. Whatever. I'll catch up on sleep. But where is the boundary? Where is the limit? And will you ever catch up if you're not prioritizing it in the first place? Right? Um, So... (sighs) I think this is a really great reminder for myself too, It's like, I just need to prioritize certain things and like actually do it, actually prioritize it. Um, not say I prioritize it, but then like, I'm like, I'm a little, lenient with it like no if i say that i care about having 8 hours of sleep a night then i should do that with not compromise that because i find that we compromise so much with ourselves and we have an idea of like the life that we want to live and the boundaries that we want to have but sometimes we don't we don't go through with it for ourselves. When it comes to other people, yeah, sure. But for ourselves, no. So anyway, it's a lot to think about (laughs) for me. And um, I'm actually gonna take time to journal after um, wrapping up this podcast. But yeah, I want to prioritize rest because I have an opportunity to do so. It's something that I feel like my ancestors would be proud and overwhelmed with joy to know that their descendant is able to rest, just knowing my own family history. And I don't wanna take the opportunities of rest for granted, even though sometimes it feels like, oh, I don't get to rest, but I do. It's just how I utilize the time that I'm given. So lots to think about. But thank you all so much for connecting with me, connecting the space. I hope you have a beautiful week. We're out of Mercury Retrograde, so that feels like okay. (laughs) Um, Maybe I'll make a podcast episode about my experience with this last retrograde. But yeah, thank you so much for tuning in, listening. If you would like to support me in the show and amplify my voice, please consider leaving a rating review on iTunes and a rating on Spotify. It really helps... And um, until next time, be the catalyst that you never thought you needed.